Hey, welcome back to another episode of The Widow Diaries. So today is March 18, 2023. Um, So it is the 10-year memorial since the passing of my husband, Big Dave's death. Um, And, you know, a lot, a lot can happen in 10 years. I mean, think about it. A decade is 10 years, right? Think about any decade you've already passed through and experienced. one of my favorites is the eighties. <laughs> so, um, anyway, and, and, you know, so much can happen from one decade to the next. And that's what this episode is about because, you know, so much has happened from when we were a full on family, you know, with big Dave here, you know, as my husband and the kid's dad to, you know, the sudden loss and then our life after loss and having to transition, you know, and how did we, what did we do within these, you know, within this decade within these 10 years. Um, so if I think about like the seventies, right, the 1970s and that decade, it makes me think about disco platform shoes, you know, for the men, <laughs> if some of you don't know, and soul train and soul music where all the men hit that falsetto note, you know, like, like, uh, nobody's business in the, <laughs> during the slow jams. You know, that's not everything. That's just what comes off the top of my head, you know, and then here come the 80s, you know, and with the 80s, you know, it was a big game changer. And speaking of big, like all the women had big hair. If you look at the women today, a lot of us are like, well, me flat, flat ironing my hair, right? Maybe a few waves now and then, but big hair in the 80s was like a huge thing. No pun intended. You know, you had to have like that white can of Aquanet with the pink stripes to like really hold, you know, your hair up, you know, um, and some of you know what I'm talking about. Um, anyway, um, another thing is that we went from pinball games, you know, in the 1970s to video games, you know, in the 80s. And, you know, finally we got to play video games at home. Some of you, like my sisters, lucky, had to, you know, they got to have Atari. Um, that was the first video game console, you know, and they were, I thought it was so awesome. I mean, it doesn't have anything like the graphics like they do today, you know, in the HD and animation, but still, you know, that was the beginning. And um, that was just, you know, an incredible time. <laughs> um, also the fashion, you know, uh, in the seventies, you know, you went from bell bottom jeans to in the eighties, it was designer jeans, you know, and um, like, you know, some of the designer jeans were like Vidal Sassoon, but they, that's, gone out of style, right? But some of the designer jeans that came out in the 80s, like guest jeans, has have not gone, have not gone out um, out of style. So, you know, again, so the music changed, the hairstyle, you know, you got new inventions, you know, we had these push button phones, you know, and uh, we went from rotary phones to push button phones. And some of you are like, what the hell is that? And you're like my kids, you're like, what is that? Well, just Google, if you don't know, if you don't remember or know what a rotary phone is, please look it up. I remember taking my kids, you know, um, we were at my parents' house in San Francisco where I grew up and, you know, my mom and dad had a rotary phone hanging on the wall <laughs> and was on our kitchen wall. And, you know, I remember um, one of them asking me like, what is that? You know, and I said, it's a telephone. And they absolutely were baffled and wondered how in the heck did that thing work? So I had to show them, you know, see, because 
this was in the 2000s that they're looking at this thing, you know, and, and, you know, they were used to having uh, a phone at home that, you know, yes, it had push buttons, but it was cordless, you know, they didn't have this long wire, you know, attached to the, you know, handset where, you know, you could only walk so far with the phone, you know, uh, the phone that they had, you could, you could walk outside, you know, and then they, and they also were, were you know, more familiar with cell phones, you know, um, so they didn't know what this rotary phone was. And speaking of cell phones in the eighties, I remember my big, my big brother, big Steve, um, he had a cell phone and that thing was a huge as a brick. I mean, it was a big old, with a big old antenna on it, you know? I mean, gosh, look at how times have changed. Well, I wanted to bring up the, the little bit of that, just to say this, that, you know, as I mentioned, you know, today is the 10 year memorial. Um, and, uh, a lot has happened, you know, in the 10 years compared to like, say the first seconds, uh, the 10, first 10 seconds of chaos, you know, when I was watching the doctors and, you know, the medical staff trying to revive my husband. And um, some of you that have heard my pat, you know, my previous episodes, you know, you heard me mention that I could see their reflections through the hospital door, you know, as they worked hard to revive him. And I don't know how long they worked on him. You know, I'm pretty sure it was, I just remember it was intense. Um, it was pretty intense. And uh, when I, I remember too, um, thinking about it now, I had to call 911 at 9am that day and he was taken to the hospital and he passed away like 10 hours later. There's that number again, 10, right? 10 hours later, because from 9am to 7pm, that was 10 hours. That's when he passed away unexpectedly of a rare form of leukemia. I mean, I, I did not see that coming and I sure didn't see me making this far, you know, 10 years of life after such a huge loss, a tragic loss. My kids and I, you know, um, have had so many events, you know, since the passing of Big Dave. Um, we've had several graduations. Celia, you know, was a kindergartner at the time when her dad passed away, she was only five. So she graduated from kindergarten, you know, after he passed. And in both Celia and David, uh, little David, they graduated from middle school. And both, you know, Vanessa and David graduated from high school within these 10 years. Celia is now in high school herself, you know, and then David and Vanessa both have gone to college, you know, Vanessa is actually ready to graduate from college in May. And I must say, Vanessa, if you're listening, I'm very proud of you. This comes from a girl who is, you know, she hated school. And um, not only is she, you know, going to get her, you know, uh, degree in May, she's actually going to um, go back and finish another semester and have a second degree, you know, she's going to have two degrees. And then the girl plans on going back and um, I shouldn't say girl, the young woman plans on going back and getting, you know, her bachelor's. So, you know, when Vanessa's father passed away, she was just a senior in high school, you know, uh, struggled through high school, you know, uh, and here she is now look at her. Uh, she now has a great job as a preschool teacher, which is part of her career path, you know. Um, and uh, here she is, Vanessa, I'm so proud of you. Within speaking of Vanessa within these 10 years, she actually got married, you know. Um, and uh, 
during the pandemic. So she's now a military wife. I want to say hello to my son-in-law, uh, Nathan. Thank you for serving our country. Thank you for taking good care of, uh, of Vanessa. And um, I hope you make it back soon and safe. Love you. And in case you're listening, you know, thank you again. Uh, within these past 10 years, uh, I've owned two homes as a single mother slash widow. I mean, how is that possible? You know, and, and I remember the house that, that I owned in, in San Jose, California, in the Silicon Valley, there were times where I struggled, you know, and the, you know, and making the mortgage payments at times, you know, um, but thankfully, thankfully I was able to make it through, you know, God is so good, you know, and not just the home, like, you know, we, we owned two cars, but within these 10 years after his loss, I actually ended up killing both cars. I mean, Big Dave would rise up and die twice if he knew what I did to his, you know, truck. I mean, I actually, you may, may have heard me mention it before, but I did not know what a, an oil change was. Okay. So it was Dave's, you know, responsibility. That was his thing when we were married, that he took care of the cars, you know, but after he died, I thought an oil change was when you take it, like, well, I would take it to the local gas station and they would, you know, at the local Chevron and they would check the oil with the little dipstick thingy and, you know, they check the water, you know, and then I'd go on my way. Well, I didn't know that's not, that's not an oil change. That's, I thought that was an oil change. But if you don't go, like I did, if you don't go take the, the, the car in for an oil change, like I did for two years straight, well, that's bad. And it's going to blow the engine. And that's what happened with to me and the kids. Thankfully, we made it out there safely because um, the engine blew of his truck, um, you know, on Highway 4. And we had to be towed all the way, you know, from Antioch, California to San Jose, California, you know, where we lived. And that's like an hour away. But since then, within these 10 years, we got both cars replaced. And one of my friends graciously gave me, you know, a car because gave me his car because I kept borrowing it. And, you know, <laughs> I bought another car in the middle of the pandemic. So now we have two cars again. The other car, uh, his uh, Big Dave's Lincoln, I killed that car too. Ran something over, didn't run, didn't go get it fixed. And, you know, it was computerized. So that computerized, you know, car died. And, you know, there was just, I couldn't afford to fix it. it you know, the cost to fix it was worth more than, you know, the car. So anyway, that's what happened, you know, uh, <laughs> within these 10 years, um, as far as our cars go. And, um, within these 10 years, I ended up plucking my little family out of the Bay area and we moved to the Sacramento area. We ended up selling that home, you know, and moved to a town I never even heard before. You know, but in this new home, it's been built from the ground up. We love this new home. I mean, it's beautiful. I ended up, you know, buying a uh, or building a swimming pool, um, which the kids love. And you're going to need it out here because it's be like 110 degrees. You know, lately right now we're freezing our butts off, but like it's 110 degrees out here. We're out here in the boonies, but I love it. Can't believe that we actually did that. But that's another incredible, amazing event that has happened. Um, but before buying this home and selling our old one, my kids and I got to go and live with my nephew, Stevie, and his wife, Lorena, and the family for six whole months. And for those six months, we got to spend time with my dad because Stevie was taking 
you know, care of him in, in the last part of his life. And I'm so grateful for that. You know, I'm so grateful that Stevie had a big enough house to take us all in and, you know, and, and we were just so spoiled there, you know, and we got to be with my dad all that time. And, um, but unfortunately, you know, sadly, you know, this is life within those 10 years, I buried my mother and my father, you know, they both passed away. And, um, although my father was, you know, he was cremated, we did go back and, um, bury his ashes with my mom. So, and my brother, big Steve. So they're all there together. Well, their remains, that's not where they're at. I know they're in heaven, but this is all that's been happening so far, you know, and in these 10 years after his passing, I must say with all that, I learned to depend on God like never before. In the beginning, I did not want to burden my family or my friends or my community. But the funny thing is, that is how God answered my prayers. And that's how he showed up because they showed up. They showed up and um, at different times, you know, and I, I don't think, you know, we could have ever made it this far without any of them. So, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful because I tell you what, I didn't even think I could ever come back from this. I thought that I was broken beyond repair. Have you ever, have you ever broken something and then it gets put back together? You know, I mean, it's sometimes it's not ever the same, especially when you're using crazy glue or gorilla glue glue. It's, it's just not ever the same. Um, it works, but it doesn't work the same as it used to, you know? Um, and I feel like that's where I'm at. <laughs> um, Within these 10 years, I also got to facilitate 11 grief share support groups. What is grief share? Grief share is a faith-based support group for people that have lost their loved ones, not just widows, but, you know, everybody that have lost loved ones, you know, um, it was a 13 week course each time. Um, and sometimes it went for 14 weeks, you know, if you added on the getting through the holiday chapter. I never, never tired of watching those same videos 11 times or 12 counting the first time I watched that video, you know, as a member, you know, and not a facilitator. I actually learned something new, you know, about my grief and my growth each time. So I'm so, so thankful to God that, you know, that I was able to do that, you know, within this, these 10 years. Uh, another thing we've been, <laughs> that's happened, you know, is I experienced anxiety and fear at an all high time. I talked to my other widow friends and I thought it was just me. And I've come to find out they too go through this, you know, uh, panic attacks and anxiety. I mean, I ended up in the emergency a couple of times and then released because come to find out it was just anxiety from all the trauma. But I tell you what, this life after loss has truly made each of us stronger. You know, Celia and I were talking about it last night. Celia mentioned to me last night that, you know, this may have been a bad thing, but um, a lot of good have come out, it, uh, come out of it too. So, you know what, that's right out of the mouths of babes. And I'm just comforted. <laughs> just hearing her say that makes me realize how far she has come in her healing. So thank you, baby. Thank you for saying that, you know, uh, David, as I picked him up this morning from his, you know, uh, overnight job and we were driving home, he shared with me how, you know, while he was working, he spent the time remembering his dad, uh, by listening to his, you know, to all his favorite music, 
to his dad's favorite music a little Gregory Isaac and Dennis Brown and you know um just look Lucky Dubay and you know Bob Marley he listened to all of his dad's favorite music while he was working and he told me today like he was you know very proud of us he was like mom look how far we've come and I'm, I'm just so proud of David for even recognizing that and acknowledging that my daughter Vanessa I got to you know, talk to her and FaceTime with her today. Always lovely seeing her pretty little face, you know, <laughs> on the FaceTime. And she was so encouraging, you know, and we got to, you know, just continue to love on one another, you know, as we grow together. Um, she may not be in the same state, but, you know, as where we live, but thank God for FaceTime, whoever invented that. <laughs> so now, um, as I close, I wanted to share a poem that I wrote in the early part of, you know, my loss and, and grief. And some of you who might be friends with me on Facebook or Instagram may have heard, you know, this poem that I wrote, um, because I posted there before, <clears throat> and I just wanted to close and share it with you. So, um, it's called hard as stone. I'm sitting here hard and slumped over like a stone feeling lost, so broken and alone, feeling so dark like the sun's never shown, the most powerful, excuse me, the most painful feeling I've ever known. But as I sit here hard and my heart all broken, I see a light of hope, then my faith is awoken. This comes from God's word spoken. The windows of heaven have now been opened. While I'm sitting here hard, he was processing my healing. He heard my cry and knows how I am feeling. While my mind was crazy and my thoughts were reeling, his word came in and with truth revealing. Though I'm sitting here hard, I hear the Lord speak and say, daughter, don't you fear nor be dismayed for joy comes in the morning and it's a new day. He said, a new season is coming your way. As I sit here hard, I start to melt like butter because God's love and power is like no other. I start to break and soften as I hear him utter these words of comfort so clear, no stutter. I once sat here hard, but then the sun came in and he promised never to leave me forsaken. He wouldn't allow my faith to be shaken. I thought I'd be hard forever, but I was mistaken. I'm no longer sitting here hard, but now I stand. I come forth like Lazarus from his voice command. No longer lost, for he holds my hand. No longer hard as stone, but soft like sand. Do I sit hard like stone? No, not any longer. Because Jesus my savior can walk on water. He's the king of kings and I'm his daughter. And with each passing day, we both grow stronger. Well, I hope I've encouraged anyone listening to this episode today or whenever you get a chance to listen to it. Um, I'm glad to share the pages of my diary and hope to bless this audience. Until next time, be blessed. Thank you.